Hey G12 family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will, and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. Welcome guys. Welcome to church, online church. Today, our Easter special, we're celebrating Resurrection Weekend. So right there where you are, just say, woo, great. It's going to be a great time. And today I want to speak to you guys about it's okay to cry. He is with you. So some years ago, as a family, we went through a very horrible experience. And it was right after church. My dad had actually spoken a message about resurrection. And right after there, we were on our way to my birthday party. I was a kid. And I remember everything. You know, one of those images that are still in your head. When you go through something hard, it stays stuck in your head. And that's what happened. And I remember when my dad got shot, he got shot five times. My mom got shot one time. But I still remember how my dad was bleeding completely from his neck. And how he just said, turn off the car. And I have all those images in my head. So that moment, in one instant, my world and our world changed upside down. We were fine. We were uh, pastor's kids. We were just in church. And all of a sudden, I didn't know if my dad was going to make it through. And the same thing is what we're experiencing today. All of a sudden, I remember like in January, we, were, we had our conference in Colombia. It was at an arena. We had two conferences packed. We were worshiping Jesus. And we had heard about a coronavirus in China. But we never thought it would get to us. And we never imagined it would be this global pandemic that we're seeing right now. And it's crazy. It's like in one instant, our world completely changed. And I want to speak to you about an event that also changed the history of the world forever, which was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I, will speak, I want to speak to you about Mary. So let's look at what John 20 verse 1 says. It says, Early on the first day of the week, which is a Sunday, while it was still dark, you know, we, we hear that it, it was a dark moment, very early, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. It's incredible that the first person who was there at the tomb and who saw it empty was a woman. And who was this woman? She was one of Jesus' closest friends. And she had actually a very disturbing past. Jesus had cast out seven demons from her. Imagine that. But although she had a very bad past, she was the first one there. So Jesus believed in her greatly. And look at what verse 2 says. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple the one Jesus loved. It's crazy because this is the Gospel of John. And who's, who wrote the Gospel of John? John. So he's calling himself the disciple whom Jesus loved, right? It's like, here I am. He was very confident. And said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. She was crazy. And she was, she was like, what's going on? And what is the first thing that comes into your mind when you find, like, if, if that would have been you, 
You know, I would have said like, hey, they stole his body. What happened? Although she had heard many times that Jesus was going to be resurrected, she never thought of the resurrection. She actually thought they stole his body. And what had happened? Jesus was crucified on a Friday. He was nailed on the cross. Everything happened so fast. Then Saturday, they already took him to the tomb. And it was early on a Sunday morning. And she was there. She was going to get his body ready for burial. That's why she was there. And then we look at John 20, verse 11 and through 13. It says, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she went over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white. Can you imagine that? She went inside the tomb. It was two angels. And they were seated where Jesus' body had been, one on the head, at the head, and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. She probably didn't even realize that she was talking to angels. And it, they asked her one question. Why are you crying? What's going on? And I want to ask you the same today. Why are you crying? I know we're all going through a crisis and this has affected all of us. And I want to ask you today, what's, what's wrong with you right now? What are you experiencing? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you don't, you're not getting the same amount of income you were having. Maybe you don't have something to eat. Maybe you don't have any friends and you live by yourself. And all of a sudden, you're completely lonely. You're depressed. And you say, God... What, what's going on? Why do I feel like this? And we're having all this social distancing thing, and it's been hard for you. It's funny because sometimes I see these memes where, you know, the couple, they were already used to, like, being away from home the whole time or being away from each other and just maybe seeing each other once a week or something. So now that they've had to live together, they're like, waiting to have that social distance again. So I don't know what your case is, or maybe you're, you're stuck with your parents or your siblings, and you're like, man, not one social distance, but from my family. I don't know what your situation is, but they were asking her, why are you crying? You know, as a church, we're crying because we want to see you guys. We want to be able to hug you. We want to be able to come to church and worship God. I've, I've, I was just talking to someone, and I was telling her, can you imagine the first time we meet in church again? Can you imagine when we're able to be here and worship? I imagine everyone's going to come on time for the first time. I imagine everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh. Finally, we're able at least to be around other Christians. So this is why we're crying. My heart also goes for those churches that are also struggling a lot financially, especially in Latin America. You know, they don't really have online giving. They don't have what we have here. And a lot of them, they're closing their doors. They don't have anything. They're not receiving anything. And a lot of 
churches are almost going really, really, really bad. In Colombia, where I'm from, I know a lot, a lot of them, and in all of Latin America. So my heart goes to that. It's, it's affecting many, many people. But something that I've understood is that the church is not a building. The church is the people. So you are the church. And you're going to say that I am the church. I am the church. And that's why we got to stay together. And you got to be connected to maybe that friend who invited you. Maybe that leader. Maybe that small group. Because you are the church. And I want to tell you that Jesus understands pain. He knows what you are going through, whatever it is. Maybe during this season, you're really struggling by understanding, God, why are you allowing all this pandemic? Why are people getting sick? I don't know if you've asked yourself that question. Is this the end of the world? Many people are wondering if this is the end of the world. But look at what Hebrews 4.15, it says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So he understands everything that you're going through. And it's crazy when you think of what Jesus went through. When he went through that crucifixion process, you know, he shed blood seven times. And he was totally sacrificed as the Lamb of God. They put a nail, nails in his in his hands, nails in his feet. They put that crown of thorns. And he shed everything. And not only that, but he was completely humili humiliated as well. Because when they put him on the cross, when they hanged him there, he was naked. Imagine that. So it was like the worst humiliation you could ever imagine. That's what Jesus went through. They gave him the lashes with the Roman lash. And they took out all of his skin completely. He dropped till his last blood, has his last drop of blood. That's everything that he suffered. He gave it there. So he understands pain. Don't think that you're going through so much pain, just you. Jesus understands what you're going through. And that's why you got to say, God, thank you for understanding. This time has been very good for me. And I've been able to reflect a lot on Jesus, on his crucifixion, on the cross, just having that alone time, you know. And it's been great when you can just focus on him. I've been worshiping more. Uh, I've been writing more songs. I've been doing maybe stuff that I wasn't really doing that often. But it's been a great time for me, and I thank God for those times of just being with the Lord. There's this guy called Ellie Weasel. He was a Holocaust, Holocaust survivor. He was a writer and a political activist. And when he was 15 years old, he was taken to a concentration camp. This is him right here. You know, he survived, but his, his, he was there with his dad, and his dad didn't make it. It was like two weeks later, that's when the U.S. Army got there. But his dad didn't make it. His two older sisters made it but neither one of his parents made it or his younger sister and but later on he became a journalist and he was able to write about his experiences many times later because he experienced god and he was able to forgive many of these people who completely tortured him and when they asked him you know i actually 
Pastor Rick Warren was, got to know him, and he asked him, what helped you go through this terrible moment? What helped you write about this or bring healing into your life? And he said two things, God and friends. Those are the two things that helped me. And he says, just as this, so just as people can hurt you and torture you, he's also saying hope can also come through people. So give them a chance. If you say, like, all men are equal, all women are equal, I can't stand my dad, or i never be able to forgive my dad. Well, I'm not going to believe in people anymore. I don't have friends. Look at what this guy who went through the most horrific experience says. You can also find hope through people. So what are you going to do about pain? You know, I remember when we went through that whole assassination attempt. It was horrible. But I do remember my mom, she immediately became an intercessor. Maybe before she was just the pastor's wife. Maybe before she was just sitting and listening to my dad preach. But when she saw that her husband was in a coma and we didn't know if he was going to make it, she became an intercessor. And I saw her praying, crying out to God, and she would call us and she would say, come and pray with me. Come and do this. And she also reached out to people, to friends around the world. And she would call them and she would tell them what, what we were going through. And she would just say, just pray for me. It's really important for me to hear from you. So re you're going to reach out to friends. And this is what Jesus did. Right before the crucifixion, he invited his friends over. He said, come with me. And that's when they had the Holy Supper. So Jesus invited his friends right before the most terrible experience that he was going to go through. You know what? Your small group, your cell group, the one that you're part of, it's really important for you guys to meet. If you're not meeting with your leaders, say, hey, I want us to meet. I want us to talk. Talk about your problems. Be vulnerable. Say, this is what's going on. This is what I'm going through. You're going to see that if you, if you say what you, what's going on, it's going to bring so much healing into your life. Many times as a Christian, we want to pretend that everything is fine. We want to say, oh, yeah, I'm fine. You know, the Lord is good. You obviously have to speak in faith. That's good. But a lot of times you can say, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm, I'm lonely. You know, I, I don't feel God's presence. Pray for me. Help me. I lost my job. Help me. Pray for me. You're going to see that if you can reach out to friends, they'll appreciate it more. And it will actually bring healing into their lives. And they're going to be like, they're useful to pray for you. They're going to say like, wow, I'm able to pray for my friend. So it's going to be great if you can reach out to friends. And you can also reach out to God. Reach out to God. When we were going through all of that experience, my dad was in a coma for 10 days. I remember I became an intercessor as well throughout that time. I was a kid, but I was praying every day. I was on my knees. I was crying out and saying, God, please, we need a miracle. Bring my dad back. And I don't know what you're going through right now, but I think everyone is going through a small crisis. Either if it's affecting you personally or one of your family members, but I know the economy is getting affected big time. And your family, maybe you're not seeing them. So I don't know what you're going through, 
But you got to start crying out to God. And if you're fine and it hasn't affected you, you're like, oh, I'm okay. I've always worked from home. You know, it's, I'm fine. It doesn't matter. Reach out to God. Reach out to God and say, God, here I am. I want to spend more time with you. We've been speaking a lot about worship. So have some those times of worship where you say, worship is my weapon. I just want to worship you in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. And when Mary was there at the tomb as well, and the angels asked her, you know, why are you crying? She says, because I'm looking for my Lord. That's what she was doing. She was searching for her Lord. And she didn't even realize that the angels were talking to her. And that's what you need to do when you reach out to God. You got to search for God. You got to search him intentionally. Set a time every day where you are on your knees, where you are praying. You know, even though right now we're from home, I have three little kids. We decided, me and my husband, we're still going to wake up early. We're still going to have our devotional time. We're still going to have our worship time early because once the kids are up, it's crazy, right? Now we became like homeschool parents, everyone. But we're still searching for God. We're still seeking him early in the morning. So I want to ask you during this season, are your eyes fixed on Jesus or are they fixed on the circumstances? Are you, is your mind the whole time like on what's going on in the news around the world? And maybe every day you have notifications. This amount of people have died in your state, in your county, and you're looking at your zip code, and you're saying, oh, my God, 100 people, 300 people are affected. Oh, my gosh. So what, what is your mind on right now? What, are you looking at what's going on the, in the world, or is your mind fixed on the things that Jesus has for you, on the above? That's where you have to be fixed. You have to be fixed on Jesus just like Mary was. And in John 20... Verses 14 and 15, it says, at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. So Jesus comes to her and she didn't even realize Jesus was talking to her. Imagine that. She was so focused on her problem. She was so focused that Jesus wasn't there. That when Jesus himself came to ask her, what are you looking for? Why are you crying? She didn't re recognize that it was Jesus, even though he had been with her for a long time. She thought it was the gardener. And a lot of times this happens to us as well. You go to church or your online church right there in your house, and maybe God wants to speak to you through a sermon, but you're not, you're not listening to what God is saying to you because your mind is focused on your problem and is not focused on Jesus. And this is exactly what was happening with Mary. Her Lord was there, but she missed Jesus. And then we look at verse 16. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, 
which means teacher. So everything changed when Jesus called her by her name. Everything is going to change in your life when you feel that that word is for you. When you hear that God is telling you by your name, here I am. This is me. This is Jesus. And right there where you are, you're just going to close your eyes and you're going to pretend that you hear Jesus calling your name. Just listen to him. Just the same way he said, Mary. And as soon as she heard her name, Mary, she realized it was her master. She realized that it was Jesus right there for you. Perhaps you feel like this is the end of the world. You know what? It's not. Hang in there. Hang in there. The Lord is coming for you. I don't know about you, but if I was you, I would say, I believe that word, Jesus. Right there where you are, I'm going to invite you to start clapping and to start declaring the promises that God has spoken to you. Because God's promises are real. Everything that he has spoken about you is real. And you know what? That day, the day of my birthday, that it was the tra most tragic moment apparently. My dad had spoken that day, had preached that day about a verse. And it's Romans 8:11, And it says, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of a spirit who lives in you. This is what brought life to my dad. While he was crying, he would just repeat this verse over and over and over. Because he knew that the enemy came to kill him. The enemy came to destroy his life completely. But this verse was the thing that brought him back to life. And this verse is the same thing. Just as Jesus rose from the dead, he wants to raise you from the dead. He wants to raise your dreams from the dead. Maybe you feel like, I don't know where I'm going. This is the end of the world. My life is in crisis. I don't know if I can make it. You know what? It's okay to cry. It's okay to go into your secret place and say, God, I'm lowly. God, here I am crying out to you. It's okay to do it because God will hear you and he is with you. Just as Mary was crying when she was looking for her Lord. Just as Mary was crying and she didn't even look at the angels. She didn't even realize that the angels were there with her. She didn't realize that Jesus was with her until he spoke her name. And it's the same thing. I believe that this week, some of you guys are going to have supernatural experiences with Jesus. Because many times, God allows crisis. God allows these times of depression. God allows these times of loneliness. God allows these times where you feel that, I don't know where to go. You don't know where to go to help you encounter Jesus, to help you encounter the one who saved you. And that same spirit, the spirit of God is upon you and he's going to resurrect you, your spiritual life. I feel like many of you had stopped seeking God, had stopped praying, 
you're not even reaching out to your friends anymore you're all alone and maybe you're even reaching out to friends that are not convenient for you you're gonna stop all of that and you're gonna say God I'm gonna reach out to the right friends the right type of friends and I'm gonna reach out to you because I know that you are with me so much for tuning in before you go make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new we would love to connect with you you can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.